0: To the Fantasy Footballers Podcast with your hosts, Andy Holloway, Jason Moore, and Mike Wright.
1: Oh, welcome in. Hey, it's football time. You got the right sport this time. Very nice. Let's go, Stephon Diggs. welcome in one and all Thursday episode of the show where are my mallards at <laughs> <laughs> how's deucer's alley doing we have uh Papa Josh in the building today with judge Giamatti al Borland.
2: doing swell uh Papa People Josh well
0: Papa
1: Josh spent a good part of his morning bragging. About the fact that he wears medium shirts, yeah,
0: mm. that's true, and not largest. Because we
1: tried to give him a large shirt, and he's like, mm, "I wear mediums." And then he flexed for so long.
2: Uh, fun, fun fact: you can wear any size t-shirt you want. Incorrect, brother. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 incorrect. <laughs> All right. I've guaranteed we can get a medium on you, just like Papa Josh gets a medium on. Should uh, we do that? Let that's a fun science experiment. <laughs> Just and no, we should like, not do that. Like the oobleck? <laughs> it's like, just because you wear a medium doesn't mean that. Like, if you go to a tailor and you're like, I wear a medium, and they're like, okay, but you should not.
1: I did tell him, I said, just because you used to wear mediums doesn't mean you have to keep wearing mediums.
2: And then he proceeded. His rebuttal was flexing in all sorts of ways. Like, I'm pretty sure I could get my child's t shirt on. It doesn't mean I should wear it. Okay. Yeah, but to be fair to. Papa Josh. Yeah.
0: If I if I was, you know, he see, he works
2: out. If yeah, I, yeah, sure.
0: I'd wear mediums, too. Yeah, and down. he's like, what, four foot five? <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, all don't, right. Don't think you could get on this show and flex, and you're not going to get dunked on.
1: Welcome in, one and all. <laughs> <laughs> so much. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you old bald turd. <laughs> yeah, we got yeah. it. Yeah. Just to eat <laughs> it. So shiny. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> you suck. Yeah. <laughs> NFL news matchup
1: preview starts of the week. Boom, boom, kicker. We didn't have time to talk about Josh, that's for sure. Uh, Before we jump into the news, uh, Papa Josh does run the Fantasy Footballers Discord channel, which you can find at ballersdiscord.com, and uh, hang out with a ton. Now there's just – I'm sorry. There there are pictures of people in medium shirts – They're wearing That should not be that are coming through our Slack (laughs) channel right now. Shame on you. We got work to do. Let's talk news.
0: News and notes from around the league. Presented by USAA Insurance.
1: Let's talk Dolphins. Tyreek Hill, Raheem Mostert, did not practice on Wednesday. Tyreek Hill, it was a hip injury. Mostert, the ankle. Generally, this team is given some veteran days off, but these seem a little bit worth paying attention to.
0: We're we're getting deeper into the season where you completely understand the veteran day of rest. Um but it is news because they have not yet done this. Like Mostert, who you would be like, Oh yeah, you should he should never practice on a Wednesday. You you can make that argument, but he has been. Uh, you look back at the the last couple of injury reports, so you gotta pay attention here. There's, uh, I think there's actually quite a few missed practices. I'm slightly worried about because it's like the first time. Are you year. worried about Tyreek? Um, well, I I don't know. Today's a insight. big day. Yeah, I mean it's it's all about today. I don't have any insight on the actual injury, so I'm only worried because losing Tyreek would be you know a devastating loss for fantasy.
1: Yeah, and uh, that would translate to the whole offense. I mean, it may. It, it would affect Tua in huge ways.
2: Yep, yeah, I would. We got to get him more information. But if I had Tyreek on my team, I would at least I'd be making sure I have a backup plan.
1: Kyler Murray, Cardinals quarterback, returned to a full practice on Wednesday. Mike, you okay? Have another tidbit to yeah, share? Yeah,
2: it would. Uh, we found a report that he has been practicing without a brace, which has been the plan, and the plan is to. Play without a brace which is I mean that's that's fantastic when you're talking about a mobile quarterback I mean just putting a brace on the player there's a whole bunch of mental stuff of like well maybe you don't fully trust your knee you're still concerned about it which is understandable to have a, a devastating injury that you've been in rehab essentially for almost a year and if he's and when they're playing with a knee brace on they just they you physically can't move the way that you can without a knee brace on. So this is pretty exciting stuff. It doesn't the the article talked about. They're not going to speculate and say that Kyler's going to play this week. It's not an impossible thing. I do not expect him to play this week, uh, but next week it would then jump up to a higher probability, and the week after that, that's to me that's a lock. Well, that is a lock with the 21-day window. That's when I expect, like,
0: for sure he's back by then. It's a tough couple of matchups this week and next week, but it's it's great news because it's good in just the, the confidence of where he's at right now. Yeah. The fact that he's practicing without the brace now says he's confident in the surgery.
1: Aaron Jones, DNP. Matt LaFleur said he's a bit sore to be expected, ramping him up, hopefully. Man. We'll talk about that game today. Brock Purdy, this is huge news. He has entered the league's concussion protocol. Sam Darnold expected to start on Sunday against Cincinnati.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you're in a 2QB league, you hopefully already paid attention to this news as it it broke last night and picked up Darnold today in waivers. If he is out there, uh, uh, you know, could be a worthy start. You've got a lot of arguments about how much is the system, how much is it Brock Purdy, Uh, but the line has moved uh, two points in the favor of the – towards the Cincinnati Bengals, so the – The start will be Brock Purdy this – or will be Sam Darnold this week.
1: Jalen Hurts not listed on the injury report, so any speculation about his knee, you know, nothing significant. Chargers. Eckler, full participant on Wednesday.
2: All right. We love that. That's
1: a good sign. And
2: then – Did you guys follow all the the Eckler stuff? mm. Like there was some comments after the game that made it seem like Eckler is pretty frustrated with the – Workload with his coach. Oh, really? Uh, and then, you know, he kind of had a, a follow up, but the the follow up was it was that of a fiery man. So which, interesting. Which Eckler is? That's a man who needs a he, <laughs> who doesn't have a contract for next year. He doesn't. And it's just it's nice Eckler, Eckler cares about his stats. <laughs> yeah, like I'll just, like he he likes fantasy football. Obviously, he's gonna want to win his football game. But he is a man who cares that he's on the field and he's producing and helping his team.
1: I think we should call NFL players that care about their stats businessmen. <laughs> Cuz yeah. that's really what they are. I mean, it's a business. You can't say that and when teams treat it like a business and then the players look, you have to what else do you have to bring to the table? Like exactly. the res, you slide the stats across the table as your resume for that contract.
2: Look at my intangibles, coach. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> look at this heart. You're like, so the thing we can't measure yeah, that's the thing. Please pay me. We've all seen
0: the videos of like the the backroom, you know, agent and or GM talking, and they're they are throwing out the stats. They're yes. like, "This is a guy who had 750 yards last year at the tight end position. You need him." And it's like, "Oh, you're right." And then they sign him. <laughs>
1: so be Biz- yeah. be
0: B- businessmen <laughs> players. Yeah, they
1: are. They are businessmen. Uh, Gerald Everett, Josh Palmer, mm-hmm. DNP's on Wednesday. Okay after what Josh Palmer did this past week, was not happy to see that he did not practice on Wednesday. Is he in that group of people you're worried about, Jason? Yeah. He's he, a Sunday night game. That's he, a significant issue, and it could be a huge opportunity.
0: <laughs> oh, man. There is a lot of <laughs> huge could. opportunity that's already <laughs> happened and not come to fruition. Um, like all Wednesday practice reports, you got to pay much more attention to Thursday. It could be a day of rest, but Palmer doesn't strike me as someone that would usually get that kind of treatment, uh especially since he's kind of in a newer role for him in the offense.
2: D DK Metcalf uh full practice and he he did come out and say he's expected to play. Lockett? Mm.
1: Kenneth Walker. Yeah. Both full DMPs. I know that Zach Charbonnet was limited.
2: Yeah, he's been hurt for a few weeks.
1: But uh he did practice in a limited fashion and Walker did not
0: right you definitely need to make sure you check on Charbonnet's availability on your waivers he is someone that has been rostered the majority of the season but the last few weeks while he's not been practicing he's hit plenty of waivers um this is Kenneth Walker last week did practice on Wednesday Lockett last week um Lockett had a weird practice week where he like didn't practice on Friday or something um so it's just a situation to monitor be prepared with Charbonnet
1: Thursday Night Football, Baker and Chris Godwin will play against the Bear, uh, the Bills tonight. Dawson Knox likely to be placed on IR, which would be a prolonged absence. And Dalton Kincaid will have a, a shot to be mm-hmm. heavily involved. And David Montgomery will not practice on Thursday. They do play on Monday night, but the bye week is next week. Jason's already shaking his head. He knows the game plan.
0: I know the game plan. The game plan is that he does not play. The thing I hate the most about it is... Please, please just rule him out early. Because it's the Monday night game, I'm worried that I'm not gonna be able to, you know, before the Sunday games happen, put him on IR and pick up someone in his place. It's just unfortunate. That was
1: today's news and notes presented by USAA Insurance. Learn more at USAA.com slash
2: insurance. Fantasy forecast. Well, Brooksy,
1: it's gonna be a long show. We don't have any bye weeks this week. We've got a lot of matchups to talk through. This week, staying on brand for the NFL this year. Zero games over the forty six and a half point total. Which is
0: kind of wild. Right. However, yeah. ten of sixteen games are between forty three and a half and forty six and a half. So no
1: super low
0: Yeah, it's not a not a putrid week.
1: The Rams, three and four, take on the four and two Dallas Cowboys. DraftKings Sportsbook line, Dallas minus six. The over-under here, 45 and a half. We've still... I mean, when you look at Dak Prescott and Matthew Stafford from a fantasy perspective, you have had very few opportunities to start these players and be happy with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you did get a really good week from Dak before the bye. Stafford, we keep thinking that these prolific Cooper Cup and Puka numbers and Tutu performances. And his performances. We, we keep thinking that they will equate to something in the fantasy realm. Uh, I do not think that this week. I mean, facing Dallas on the road with no history of being able to put multi-touchdown games together, he is uh, very much out of my streaming
0: consideration. Is it? Is that uh, I'm in agreement, unanimous? Though. Yeah, that's fair. Not against this defense.
1: Uh, Dallas is currently the sixth seed right now. The Rams, they're still in the fight. Daryl Henderson. uh, Some people were uh, thinking we omitted the news that he had been reverted to the practice squad. Um, A player is uh, able to be activated from the practice squad three times, and then after the fourth time they they have to be on the, the active roster. So we expect activation and, uh, what, uh, decent performance. Yeah, this
0: is just normal uh, business transactions to maximize your roster construction because he came off the practice squad. NFL rules allow him to go back there a couple weeks where other teams cannot claim him off of the practice squad. So it's just a smart transaction.
2: Do you guys feel like he's going to get more snaps? I mean, I I know he got 18 carries, which was... That was, you know, that's very solid for a game basically off the street. It was 60% of the running back attempts for the Rams. But we only saw two targets. Uh, Like, what is your confidence just playing Daryl Henderson as that running back two or a flex type of play against a a Dallas Cowboys team that is currently 10th in schedule adjusted points to the running back? I'm I'm still okay playing Daryl Henderson because there's,
0: you know, the running backs are hard to come by right now, and while it's not a great matchup, I do think he will continue to get the sixty forty split. His, he got only two targets, but he got all of the targets um, out of the running back room. So uh, he is involved in in all phases of the game. Okay.
1: Yeah, and we saw we saw James Conner have a big week against Dallas. It's not impossible. Royce Freeman last week twelve for sixty six. To answer your question, I think the split you saw last week is what I would expect this week. Okay. On the other side, you know, you, you went from a, a fast pace of play offense in Dallas last year along with efficiency to now the dead last in neutral situation, pace of play. It has really cut the legs out of you know Pollard and, and, and Lamb and and even the Cook's Gallup situation and you know Jake Ferguson has been not what we hoped. So and Dak obviously. So in this in this matchup in particular, You know, the Rams' defense has been pretty good this year. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they they seem to have drives or, you know, defensive opportunities that they take advantage of and then they disappear for a a drive. You know, what are you doing? You know, Lamb is going to be in your lineup. Pollard is going to be in your lineup. Although I have gotten a lot of messages about, do I swap Pollard for this guy? Do I swap Mm -hmm. Pollard for that guy? Like, I feel like people want out of Pollard for some reason.
0: I I actually think it's fair. Um, Pollard has been okay but he's been a disappointment for what you thought you had when in week one he was a top five running back scored more than 20 fantasy points looked like wow he's gonna be great you know you you look at the last several weeks um before the bye and he had a couple of stinkers with an average game he's he's still on a solid offense he's still receiving the lion's share of the work and he's still talented so this is a player you're gonna start every week you're gonna want him but you know we brought up um a couple weeks ago there was like the pollard bijon trade and obviously bijon uh got the got sick this last week but i i'm still firmly more on i think there are higher upside players like if i could turn pollard into a uh, austin eckler who's been struggling or bijon from you a would back, do that i would do you that, would yeah. do it for eckler oh yeah
1: really yeah mike mike are you in that camp <sighs>
2: that's I wouldn't do that that's a very tough really? call you no. would I, rather have Pollard, Pollard than Eckler. Is, yeah
1: Pollard has been good and, yeah. and this is an, an offense that I trust I mean we're talking about the Chargers at two and four being you know you could have a head coaching change you've got an ankle injury with Eckler you you don't have Mike Williams or they have not been able to put up big numbers and, and Pollard's Still been pretty darn good, and you're getting a lot of snaps now. Saquon, I mean
0: Pollard, the last three weeks was 14 points, six points, and seven points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the... What was Eckler? Okay. Well, Eckler was <laughs> Eckler was coming off of a high ankle sprain, where you expect a couple of down weeks. I'm just I, I, that just blows my mind. Like it's so easy. I'm I'm like uh, it's not close to me. If we were doing a you know a, a, the redraft today, I can't fathom that we would be drafting. Pollard ahead of Eckler but I mean it's a decision that everyone has to make on their own i am just I would firmly be on the the Eckler side
1: yeah I'm on the the better team side of that one uh CeeDee Lamb you know you just keep riding them but Brandon Cooks Michael Gallup you know that's I don't want to start those players it doesn't mean you can't get a performance out of them it just means I, I don't I don't have confidence
2: yeah I I get it um and, but Dak, Dak and Ferguson are both very interesting to me. You have the Rams twenty first against fantasy quarterbacks and thirtieth. I mean that is juicy. There was there was a reason Jason wanted to have uh, was hoping that the Muth would get Luth this past week, which kind of seemed like he was gonna. And then it was no, he's not, he's in fact still hurt. But the reason is that the Rams are the team that we target with with the tight end position.
1: Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua, play yep. them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, the matchup's not outstanding, but they're both going to be fine. And then you know, I think you end sit the conversation two, two. there.
0: Yeah, I said two-two.
1: All right, Minnesota's three and four. The Packers are two and four. Games in Lambo, The DraftKings Sportsbook line Minnesota minus one on the road. Wow. The over unders forty-two points. Green Bay has lost three straight games, including a matchup with Denver last week. Minnesota, the other end of the spectrum, they have two a uh, two-game winning streak. Beat San Francisco. It's a lower over under. You know Jordan Love. The team says they haven't lost an ounce of confidence in Jordan Love. I, I have. I haven't gained an ounce of confidence in Jordan Love over the last few weeks.
0: Yeah, he he just. You know, we we talked about it all season long. While he was being really solid for fantasy, which surprisingly, four of his six games, he's been a top twelve <laughs> quarterback. It's so wild. He hasn't looked the part. You know, when you when you just watch the games, um, he's, he misses a lot of throws. You know, deep down the field where it's like, it's good read. It's it's he's got a guy, but he's just missing him too often for me to have confidence to start him.
1: Yeah, it's been it's been a little bit rough. I mean, he's on pace to run for about 400 yards on the ground. That helps lift the the floor,
2: but only a 58 percent completion. Yeah, right and now. he
1: also has the biggest A dot of any quarterback.
2: I mean, yeah, we like that.
1: So, I mean, you you are gonna it's gonna cost you a little bit. I think when you when you take those shots, sure. but but Jason's right. I mean, he's missing a, as well, and you know that that says a lot about Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs and uh, Jaden Reed and, and Musgrave. Where where are you sitting this week at home against Minnesota with those guys? Christian Watson back at a full practice, but. You know, last week shows you the extremes, right? Three for 27, didn't score, and it hurt you if you started it.
2: Yeah, between them, Romeo Dobbs is one of the stranger fantasy seasons that we have going on right now because he's been a top 24 fantasy wide receiver in four of six weeks. Like, if you've if you've just been playing Romeo Dobbs as a flex option, more often than not, you're – getting good performances. Now it's pretty heavy on the touchdown side, but he just keeps coming through. Are you guys in the matchup against Minnesota, twenty second against wide receivers when you adjust for schedule, it's i mean it's it's not a bad matchup.
0: It's not a bad matchup, but I, I would order them like Christian Watson is is the one. So far, if you look at the last three weeks, last two games played with their bye week in there, um, that's where Christian Watson has been back playing like 80 plus percent of snaps. So you've got Christian Watson, Ro- Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, and Jaden Reed all on the field. And it has been – the target leader has been Christian Watson. And I also think he's the most talented uh, – certainly the most talented athlete. But for fantasy purposes, what he can do is better than the other two guys. So the combination of him – you know, he's got a 20% market share during that time. Romeo Dobbs has a 15% market share. You over Reed, the last 2 weeks? Over the last 2 games where Christian Watson's been back uh, to to pretty much a full game and Jaden Reed has had a t- 10% target market. It
1: concerns share. me that since Watson's been back, you have 34 receiving yards for Romeo Dobbs. And that's 2 games combined. You also have more receptions for Jaden Reed in that span. So it is a little concerning. It's, it's, I would I'm benching weird. Dobbs if I if I can't Okay. I'd play Rashi Rice. Yeah, that's You know, fair. I'd, 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 I'd play Wandale.
0: Mm, okay. That, yeah, I mean, I think, think Wandale and, and Dobbs are about the, the same tier. I would rather play K.J. Osborne on the other side of this same game. Sure. Obviously, Jordan Addison should be in everyone's lineup at this point.
1: Yeah, he has uh, number two in touchdowns this year. Six touchdowns for Jordan Addison.
2: Yeah, he's having a great year. You re- Really? You'd go K.J. Osborne? I
1: would, yeah.
2: I mean, Osborne his his best finish was week three, and in the two games with like, uh, we've had two full games without Jefferson. Am I correct in that? Uh, maybe. I mean, he's I'd on read. the
1: field all the time, and yeah, he, and he's that, got nine receptions in two weeks. I mean, I I lean that way because of how one offense is going one trajectory with another weapon, right. and another offense is is moving in the positive direction. That's fair. But what do you do with Madison and Acres? I think a lot Oof, of people are asking man. that question. They added. Akers off of waiver wires, he played the most snaps he's played last week. Jason, you said he looked good.
0: He did. He looked good um, in the receiving game. I, th- I, I I know he was slightly less uh, efficient on a total yards per carry than Madison, but I I thought when I was watching, he looked just as good, if not better. Um, I think both players are like I would I would put Madison ahead of Akers. I would be willing to start Madison in a plus matchup. The Packers haven't stopped the run very well but I think Akers is like a sneaky, nasty, you know, thank you, Mike, uh, player that is startable this week, and you could end up with a decent game.
1: You know, another player that did not practice was T.J. Hawkinson yesterday. He went down a couple of times in that game. One time uh, was a little different than the other one.
2: It, At least on the, the when I was listening to the broadcast, they were saying, they went back and said, no, we, we saw him kind of limping uh, after the play. So it wasn't just a yeah. full – it wasn't a full, we got to stop the clock, somebody go down. It was, you're you're hurt, just go down, man. What are you doing? It was so funny to have the, the camera catch uh, the,
0: the head coach. Kevin O'Connell. Telling him, like just screaming at his player, Hawkinson, go down. It's like, oh my gosh, what's the NFL going to do? But then you realize like – he saw Hawkinson hurt, yeah. and he was protecting Hawkinson, so it wasn't really. That and that
1: bad. wasn't even the injury that he ended up suffering. I mean, right. later in the game, uh, you had a player kind of crunch down on the foot. Uh, he did leave the field. He came back. Those are those are tough situations because you don't know how bad that injury is when you're running on adrenaline in the back of a game. I hope the foot's okay because he's been so productive.
0: Yeah, yeah. this is a this PPR is, machine. Right this now. is one of those situations where you're just. You're not even – if I am the T.J. Hawkinson manager, there's four or five guys out on waivers that are all equal tight end plays. I'm just leaving my roster with T.J. Hawkinson there and monitoring the practice reports, and should it look bad, then Sunday morning I will make the transaction I need to make to pick up a –
1: Logan Thomas, Trey McBride. Exactly. Group, yeah. Uh, Kirk Cousins, top 10 quarterback in five of seven starts. You playing him on the road in this one?
2: Uh, I'm not opposed to it. I'm not really, really excited to play it. But, I mean, let's be honest. Are you ever really excited to play Kirk Cousins? I'm not opposed to being excited. <laughs> really? Okay. Okay. Is okay. That... I'm kind of opposed to being excited in this matchup. Top ten in five of seven starts he's it's, been great
1: yeah i mean he doesn't normally have a good time in green bay so i'm more opposed to being excited than i was a minute ago <laughs>
2: awesome <laughs> i i just thought about it and i've changed my mind i
1: i i'm not opposed to being surprised
2: there we go by, oh, right. by, yeah, okay. i'm not pri- opposed I'm, I,
0: I, I'm pleasantly surprised
1: that's such good advice by us uh all right
2: quick break back with some more matchups. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. It's no secret we get deep on football here to the point where, yeah, maybe I I might lose track of a few other things, like subscriptions. I mean, do you know how many you've got right now? Probably not, but our sponsor, Rocket Money, can help. I've been a longtime user of Rocket Money. I love it. I get pop-ups all the time, checking in on my finances, things like subscriptions, like, hey... You should probably go through your subscriptions and and just make sure that everything is on the up and up. And I go and I check and I review every single time. And sometimes, every once in a while, boom, there's a subscription that I forgot about that I don't use anymore. Thank you, Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Let me give you a follow up asking for a friend
1: to the Minnesota discussion Dude, to the a Kirk moment Cousins, ago. Yes.
2: Okay. Kirk Cousins against Green Bay on the road or Joseph Burrow on the road against the San Francisco 49ers. I got
0: mine. I know
2: my answer. I will I will go Joe. I will as well. Oh, Which is another way of saying I will go Jamar. Oh, Brooke, Brooks, he's going Cousins. Look at this guy. Yeah. Look at this
0: guy. All right. They're okay. saying T. Higgins is looking good at practice, that he's um back to full strength. The uh, T. Higgins, Joe Burrow. I mean, Kirk Cousins had a good game last week, right? Yeah, because Kirk Cousins is playing great, and Joe Burrow is not. But who did he play last week? The San Francisco 49ers. So I think Joe Burrow can do it, too. What happens if Darnold dominates? <laughs> oh, oh, man. Yes, oh. yes, please uh, do it. Please go out there and throw 303 and look perfect. Atlanta,
1: let's <laughs> talk about this game. Four and three taking on the two and four Tennessee Titans. The DraftKings Sportsbook line is Atlanta minus two and a half. The over-under is 35 and a half.
0: Yeah, banana-rama.
1: That is the lowest of the year. We're going to be seeing Desmond Ritter against some combination of Will Levis and Malik Willis. Uh, this is also Arthur Smith was the oh, coordinator for Mike Vrabel, so you Freaking have
2: turd burglar.
1: Yeah, I I almost wrote this this morning, but I saved it for the show because Mike, you were kind of in some Twitter exchanges about Arthur Smith, and then everybody wants to throw the record in our yep. in the face of uh, those that criticize his usage of Bijan or Pitts or Drake London, and um, it presumes that. Because he's four and three, he couldn't be five and two, or six and one, or seven and zero oh with better decision making. I understand his job is not to cater to fantasy football yeah. players, and he should not. No, however, I do believe after watching enough of Arthur Smith spit in the faces of fantasy players in press conferences, and there'd be no way to prove this, but I genuinely believe this could be the first coach in the history of this show and fantasy football that might overtly make a poor decision (laughs) to stick it to a fantasy player. There is a chance that on the goal line, when he knows it should be Bijan, something in the back of his mustached mind Mm. says, I'm going to put Cordero in there and the fantasy players can eat my butt.
2: I was like – I, I held it back because we needed to move the show forward. But when when we were talking Pollard Bijan, I was going to bring up what had happened today and be like, "Are you sh- like, are you confident in Arthur Smith that he wouldn't do something like that?" Because I have come to, like, I'm getting to the same conclusion that he will make decisions because he's so angry at fantasy football.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not the head coach of the Falcons. I don't know what happens on the practice field every nope. day. I, you know, he he defended Desmond Ritter with the film study of, look, you know, it's group think that he stinks. And if you watch the film, you know, he doesn't.
2: Which we gave Ritter the full credit. He had a great game. He did have a great game. Game. And before that, he has looked pretty terrible. But the, my, because he brought a, he said the phrase hot hand, which if you're a coach and you truly find a, a player who gets hot because that does happen, good fire away. Let that player dominate. Twenty-one for fifty-nine,
0: cold is hand is
2: not a hot hand. That is a that is that is a hand that is so cold that it burns people.
0: This is this is where I was so angry last week at Tyler Algiers' usage that he's act actively hurting the team. Um, I am still of the belief that while while I do not trust Arthur Smith, talent wins out. Bijan Robinson is not going to into the season with fewer touches fewer carries are you Make- making the kyle pitts argument right now
1: yeah i think i, I heard kyle <laughs> pitts in there
0: well kyle pitts to be fair I, he hasn't looked like himself physically he's been good the last two weeks getting healthier but my last year it was the sure, year before well the year before he, he had a 1,000 thousand yards, yards as a rookie um I, I it wasn't a good fantasy output, though. Yeah, correct because he didn't <laughs> get the touchdowns and and maybe that's what happens around the goal line for Bijan. But I still am a full 100% believer that Bijan is going to have an excellent, wonderful. Uh, I, I like. I have. I have no skepticism over his fantasy football output the rest of the year, oh. including. I'm not saying he's a top three running back the rest of the year, but he's going to be great most I weeks think for that, fantasy football. I think
1: it. I have massive skepticism. Of
0: course, I do. I wish you had him in in our league then, because if the if the if the manager in my league had Bijan. And had massive skepticism. I would be offering you,
1: you, trades. It's just, it's to me, it's just unrealistic to say that you you have to have question marks about a head coach who relentlessly plays other options all the time. Uh, it, it's going to hurt you. There's B. no Ro- question that
0: Bijan's B. talent doesn't win out if he's on the bench. Bijan Robinson has had two games this season where he's not a top 24 running back. One of them was this last that, that's week. That's not, not the di- standard
1: by which I am I'm I'm grading him. Top 24 I, is not the grade for Bijan.
0: Uh, Bijan Robinson, if you take this last week out where he was clearly not involved at all. He had one touch and was sick, and the NFL is investigating what happened. If you take that out, yeah, he's he's unfortunately not getting goal line opportunities, but he's been very good for fantasy. I, I feel like we're we're overreacting to him not being a top three guy. He's been really really good he's averaging 13.7 fantasy points per game
1: yeah that's fine it's not what you drafted him to be he hasn't scored a touchdown on the ground in seven weeks you this is the 29th ranked offense in football with a head coach that defends it if you don't have any doubt about that that it blows my mind I'm not saying he's not super talented put him on the lions and he'd be the number one fantasy running back it has nothing to do with his talent has everything to do with Cordero, Patterson, Tyler, Tyler Algier, and Arthur Smith, who wants to win. They are
0: 29th in points per game. My my point here, Andy, is like the 13.7 <laughs> fantasy points per game that the, the, that that Bijan is averaging. Where you're saying you don't have skepticism. That is more than what Tony Pollard is averaging this year, and that's without any of these touchdowns. So I I, I that's where I I just have confidence. I don't think he's going to end the year with zero rushing touchdowns.
1: Yeah, I I mean I'd like a top-five performance for a guy drafted to be top-five. That'd be be cool.
0: He is certainly not coming through on the top-five drafted running back hopes. That part is 100% true. But I I don't want to swing it so far where we think he is not a really important asset in fantasy football. It sounds like you could trade
1: him to some people like Jason in your league if you don't believe he can be a top-five guy because they believe that he can be.
2: You just – you have to get such a haul, though. Like, I, I don't know what what players I'm real confident that I would trade Bijan for. Because I'm Saquon
1: I'm, Barkley. Would you rather have Bijan or Saquon? Saquon. Okay, so that's a flip from draft season. Sure. So Tennessee, Atlanta. We're talking about Bijan a lot because there's not a lot to talk about in this matchup. <laughs> You're not playing quarterbacks. You're not playing wide receivers, except for maybe Drake no, London.
2: You can play Drake London. Tennessee is 26th adjusted. They're giving up 32 points to the wide receiver position. And
1: and then, you know, Hopkins is dependent on Levis and Willis, so I'd try to bench him. I
2: would not play Hopkins.
1: um, Derek Henry, you play him. Bijan should be back out there. And uh, Kyle Pitts, you know, as long as you understand that playing Johnny Smith is the exact same equation as uh, as playing Kyle Pitts, I mean, it is exactly the same. You have the exact same odds. I mean, Johnny Smith's been a top five tight end two times in four weeks.
0: Yeah, Johnny John Smith's running the normal tight end routes while Kyle Pitts runs deep
2: wide receiver routes that aren't coming through more often than not.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's just been... Um,
2: Man, this, this, I, did you guys realize how the snaps have been way down for Pitts? The last three weeks, 53%, 55%, I'm not going to hit it because that's not nice. I mean, that was those were the weeks he came through. You know, he had the the good game against Houston and Washington, but down to fifty two percent against Tampa Bay. For yeah. me, it's Bijan, Derrick Henry, Drake London in this matchup. And, then and, and log then I, out. I I don't want to play Johnny
1: anymore. Smith averaging more fantasy points per game than Kyle Pitts this year. So <laughs> goodness. It's there's good. a lot of people that don't let Pitts go off their bench that would obviously not even roster Johnny Smith. And that's the kind of like weird yeah, contrast yeah. that I think is funny. Uh New Orleans is three and four. The Colts are three and four. Uh the, the DraftKings Sportsbook line, New Orleans minus one. The over-under is 43.5. This game's funny to me because Derek Carr and Gardner Minshew are not elite quarterbacks, but both of them are throwing the ball a lot. I mean, the last two games, Derek Carr has thrown the football so many times.
0: I think he's averaging
2: 52.5 passing
1: attempts. Yeah. yeah, he is. I mean, he's 50 and 55. So, Who,
2: Who's like, this is a good idea? Like, this is setting up to be one Derek of those. Derek Carr. <laughs> I
1: mean, this could be a game that's just like the Cleveland game last week.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, You want to target Indianapolis Colts games this year with what their team has been doing, their pace of play. Uh, they are smashing the over. Five of seven games have hit the over. You you want to keep targeting Colts games.
1: Pittman, you know, the ride has been bumpy, but then the end of the game, you're pretty happy. Olave.
2: He was super squeaky wheel, too, if you Pittman, want Pittman, Yeah. He, oh, it all makes sense. He was invisible for the first three and a half quarters. Yeah, he was. He talked about the targets, and then he he kind of flared up. Oh, he was being a business, business Yeah, he was being a businessman, and then he also doesn't have a contract for next he, year. He did flip. Yes, that's a great point. He did flip it into trying to be like, man, I've I've I've, I've never been a good loser, but there was squeak
1: squeak. If you don't get what you expect target wise, and you lose, that is just obvious. I would do the same thing. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, I want to contribute to us winning. You didn't even give me the chance to help us win, and we lost. Derek Carr was a streamer candidate because of this matchup. Colts defense, 23rd against quarterbacks, uh, schedule adjusted. And then Zach Moss, he didn't practice on Wednesday. You can have confidence in Kamara and Taylor, right?
0: Yes, I think so. Yeah, Taylor should be in your lineup. Tough matchup against the Saints, but he's he's a
2: superstar. and He's getting targets. What are you guys doing with Josh Downs?
0: playing
1: him
2: i think so i think he's a must
1: start in ppr to me
2: in full ppr i would agree he's he's getting a lot
0: of targets from Minshew, and you you stay in the flames
1: last three games he would be on pace for almost 1400 receiving yards 90 receptions 11 touchdowns that part is uh not going to stay the same but right um yeah i think jason's right i think you just stay in the flames
2: for the uh just a quick note for on Taysom hill because i know jason likes him this week do pay attention to Jawan Johnson. He's back. Jawan Johnson has been missing time, and that has looked like it has had direct correlation with Taysom Hill playing more as a traditional tight end, actually catching passes, and if Jawan Johnson is back to full health and playing, that could be, it could take away from Hill's opportunity there.
0: Yeah, that it, it's worth pointing out. If Jawan Johnson is back, Taysom Hill is maybe a, a less good start, but... Jawan's missed the last month, and there was a change in how they used
2: Taysom yeah, Hill yeah. the last two weeks.
1: You want to know something crazy? Taysom Hill scored fourteen point eight fantasy points last week.
2: He had a rushing touchdown, right? No, yep. yeah, he did. He Good. did.
1: So fourteen point eight fantasy points in the week of the uh the, the tight end day.
0: Yes, National Tight End Day. Do
1: you want to know what fourteen point eight fantasy points was last year at the tight end position
0: or last week? Oh, there are so many tight ends went off. What was it? 16th what that's never happened ever why don't they do national tight end unless that's every wrong week?
1: unless he's categorized differently maybe he's categorized as, as a quarterback i think he's maybe that's he, what our site is
2: doing okay that, that doesn't seem possible no yeah. that's impossible no it would have been that would have been tight end for because he's, okay he's listed, for that. he's woof, woof. listed as a quarterback okay okay but that's still i mean to be to be quarterback sixteen. Right, not playing quarterback, this, that's pretty good.
1: All right. Well, that makes way more sense. Uh, Olave playing Michael Thomas or Josh Downs?
0: Josh Downs. Okay. I, I have both pretty those quick. guys on my quick. League of Record okay. team, and I'm playing Josh Downs over Michael the, Thomas. I
1: mean, the, yeah, young, talented rookie that's shown explosiveness, old, middling, 42 yards a game. Thomas? Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You could play Michael Thomas. He's not someone you have to bench here. It's a good matchup for him, but uh, the upside is more on downside.
1: Gardner Minshew, number one in turnover. Turnover. Yeah. Worthy yeah. plays. Upside. The down. upside is more on downside. Yeah. yeah, yeah upside. The upside
0: down. is more on the down on downside. That's it's just hey. it's how the sentence works.
1: Okay. Shall we move on? Yep. yep. New England's two and five taking on the Mi- Miami Dolphins. <laughs> Miami's five and two. Palindrome. The DraftKings nice. sportsbook line is Miami minus nine and a half. The over/under is forty-six and a half. Oh
0: man, Andy's almost upset of the week. Oh. oh, you've done it again! You've done it again! You've picked the wildest one to pick. I mean, how do you possibly pick these? Ins- I, your hit rate is not. I missed just, one this year. Yes, you missed one. You've but missed one. Tannehill injury. I'm still it's no, like no, no. no Like it was going well for your almost upset until the Tannehill injury. But it's, it's a wild combination of not only have you been hitting all your almost upsets, but they're in the craziest ones that you just
2: go, no, no, that's not going to happen.
1: Nine and a half is ridiculous. New England might win the game. Miami, we don't know what these injuries. They
2: might get blown out too.
1: They might get blown out, yeah. <laughs> that's true. New England Patriots defeated Buffalo last week. Got some things together on offense. Miami went down again to a uh you know, what a team that was is supposed to be a, a battle. Really wasn't. They got handled pretty well. Mm-hmm. And um I don't know. This just feels like a big trap game for Miami in this division to me. And, you know, the fact that Tyreek Hill and Raheem Mostert are showing up in injury reports compounds that obviously those have not you know, is this line still nine and a half? I will check I assume it, right now. it is. It hasn't moved due to injuries. Yeah.
2: I mean, if if you get further Tyreek information, the line will move.
1: So uh, I just have some worries here. And if Tyreek is banged up, Waddle's been banged up. It is nine. The line has moved to nine. Mm, they heard the show just now.
0: <laughs> Would you still be almost upset?
1: Uh, nine versus nine and a half? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Come on, chicken. Yeah, I, I'm still an almost upset. The over-under is 46-and-a-half. Uh, that puts it at 28-18 Miami. I just don't see that. I mean, Miami, if they – I guess if they hit the turbo button, if they plug the Game Shark in, they'll do their thing and they'll dominate New England. But
2: I, my, Part of it is also the Patriots have scored – did you say they're implied as 18? Yep. The Patriots have scored 18 or more points in two of seven games. Yeah. I know. One, one was last week, and they – like the offense they looked good. Mac Jones had a very strong game, 25 of 30, 270 passing yards, two touchdowns. Like they looked good. But that's to for the for them to be fixed after 6 weeks of putrid football. Not just bad, putrid football. We we will we will see.
1: They did play in week 2 and Miami won by a touchdown. Mostert had a big game against them. Tyreek uh scored. Doesn't generally have huge yardage games against them. So that's something to keep in mind. Mac Jones had the best week he's had last week for this team. You saw DeMario uh Davis get involved.
2: And um Douglas.
1: Yeah, you know what? I was about to correct it and I was like, "Wait, neither of no, you said no. it, Neither of you said anything." So I was because like
2: Because then I w- I went immediately. It <laughs> was like, "Wait, is Mario that Davis? Yeah, who's this? Yeah, yeah. Who's that guy? A Saints linebacker. Thank you, Kyle.
1: Yeah, that's what I, that's <laughs> why it sounded so familiar. Ramondre, Ezekiel Elliott, both players uh were pretty good last week. They're both in play. Yeah. Zeke yeah. Zeke was uh he's been top twenty four two weeks in a row, and then Ramondre six six targets the last two weeks. Where are your question marks in this game?
2: My big Are question, you staying
1: in the flames with Kendrick Bourne?
2: That's my biggest question mark is what is the health of the rest of the wide receivers? Because if Kendrick Bourne is gonna get starter snaps, which he has for three straight weeks, then I will play Kendrick Bourne, but is, but I don't like I I don't have full confidence that they're just going to be like okay you're back to fifty percent of the snaps because they the Patriots have done this to him over and over and over. It's coincided with
0: Juju Smith Schuster's exactly. concussion, and I'm looking at the New England Patriots injury report. Juju is not on it, um, so I I don't I just don't see any information. So I assume he's practicing in full. So I just
1: don't know if the three for six that he was bringing to the table or the one for 14 or the one for five. Oh, it's I, a matter of snaps. No, I know, but the snaps were going down for him. So. They were dropping. They're they're getting different players involved. It's kind of uh, – it's like what happened in New York with the Giants. Like the Giants have right. a plethora of receivers, and all of a sudden we're like, oh, it's more Wandale. It's more Slayton now. And, and, and Juju was getting to 50% or less snaps the last two weeks anyway, so – you know, and and his games correlated with Douglas being hurt over a couple of them. So I'm just speculating here, but I, if I'm New England, I'm looking at not Juju as a primary target in this offense.
2: Yeah, it's so it will be. It's it's a sketchier start for Kendrick Bourne, but I believe that if he's a starter and gets the snaps, he will be he'll be solid for like a, a flex play at least for fantasy. I and and even though the matchup is
0: pretty good you you know you you have people needing to score against the Dolphins it looks like Juju is back he's been removed from the practice report I'm not going to start Douglas Bourne or Juju I'm um, I'm gonna just wait a week I'm gonna wait a week see how it, it plays out I don't think I'm going to miss out on something so incredible by not starting one of those guys
1: Ramsey and Howard should be back too
0: yeah so it, the the matchup might not be as good as it looks on paper and. Yeah, no. Thank if
1: Tyreek missed the game, you probably, I mean, according to the line and according to what this offense has done, there should be another wideout that you can dance with, whether it's likely Braxton Berrios or Cedric Wilson. Like, no team in the NFL throws the ball to the tight end less than Miami. They've had no tight end relevance. But Braxton Berrios, you know, he, he's been on the field a little bit. Cedric Wilson's had a few big plays. Would you dance with either of those?
0: I think or is that DFS without, country? I think, I think that's yeah. more DFS country. Without bye weeks this week, there are better options out there. Jets, Yeah.
1: Giants, 36.5 point over under. The game is in New York, of course. But and who's the, home? But the, uh, the Giants are home, and the Jets are favored. So, you know, the Giants' defense has been really good in the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I think I'd take the under on a 36 and a half point game here. Oh, gross. I mean, I'm going to go out. I'm going to say
0: 17, 14. Okay. Who? Jets. Okay. Making a a note. But but
1: let's not make this game very complicated. Both of the, I mean, the Giants offensive line, it's been problematic. Uh, No contact clear for Daniel Jones. It could be Tyrod again. You know, Saquon?
0: Yeah, Saquon's a great play. play yeah. Uh, Waller? Obviously. Yeah, the matchup is good. The Jets have not been good against tight ends. Was Waller? there? Was
1: He was big last week. Uh,
2: uh, yeah, he's been he's actually been very good the last couple weeks, but I thought I saw something about his practice report.
1: Questionable with a hamstring.
2: Yeah, okay. So if, if That's it's been the, all year. If it's the same thing, then, yeah, I'm still going to play Darren Waller. You Graham, know, it's a good matchup. I've
1: been so impressed every week with the limited amount of Jalen Hyatt we've seen. But it doesn't mean you play him. And then Wandale showed that the floor exists. I mean, he had a. Yeah, that
2: was really bizarre. We all
1: had him in DFS. He was eight for eight the week before. Or I'm sorry, eight targets, eight receptions for 62 yards the week before. And then last week, two targets, one catch.
0: Yeah, I mean, it it looks (laughs) like right now Tyrod Taylor's going to still be the quarterback. It's a little early in the week to know for sure, but uh, Daniel Jones still not cleared for contact as of today. So. Right now, it's th- this matchup, like you said, this this is pretty straightforward. you got Saquon and Waller as good starts, and I'm checking out on the rest, including Wandale in a matchup against the Jets, who give up nothing to wide receivers. Yeah, that's fair. And then on the other side, it's Brees Hall is in, obviously. And the question is, you could start Garrett Wilson, depending on who all your options are. I think Garrett Wilson's a lock, a
1: lineup lock every week. I, I would never bench Garrett Wilson okay. with the target totals. I mean, he's on pace for 156 targets this year, and and, uh, that's just, I mean, give me some names, though. Maybe I'm lying.
0: I want to give you my names, because he's actually a question in um, one of my leagues here. So, uh, asking for a friend. (laughs) Yes, sir. Would you start uh, Garrett Wilson or Michael Pittman? Garrett Wilson. Okay. Garrett Wilson or DJ Moore? Garrett Wilson. Uh, Garrett Wilson or Jordan Addison? Addison. Uh, Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson or Puka? I gotta go all the way up there. No, all Puka. Right? Okay. Puka, yeah.
1: And I don't blame anybody for the Addison one. The Addison one is a—you're still got to gamble on the touchdown side. Like Addison is outperforming the touchdown metrics. He's breaking like rookie records for touchdowns. I don't think he's scoring 15, 16, 17 times this year. Um, when he hasn't gotten into the end zone, he doesn't have the targets that
2: Garrett Wilson has. But had, maybe he will. He had 10 last week. Okay, that
1: was his first, probably the highest target game of the year, right?
2: Uh, he had nine in the game Jefferson went down. Okay. It, yeah. yeah. It was. It was. I mean, look, weird, look. That's
1: fine. That's fine. If you want to go that direction, yeah. the touchdown odds are much more in his favor. Last three weeks for Wilson: 14 7 and twelve on targets. But the performances aren't near Addison. So, yeah, maybe I stay in the flames with Cousins. There, I'll flip that one. So Puka okay. and Addison, I would play. I'm guessing both those guys are in your lineup over Wilson. They are. Yeah. uh Is Pittman in your lineup over Wilson?
0: Right now, Pittman. Uh, right now, I had Pittman and DJ Moore in ahead. DJ Moore's. Quarterback situation isn't great, but the matchup is wonderful against Chargers. Pittman is the big question to me of of whether I go Pittman or Garrett Wilson.
1: Philadelphia, or I'm sorry, Jacksonville and Pittsburgh. Jacksonville's five and two. Here we are. They're having a season. Pittsburgh's four and two. What? <laughs> <laughs> you said it on the show a couple of weeks ago. You're like, You did it again, Tomlin. <laughs> you and old they were so and so they were the almost upset last week. They took care of it. DraftKings sportsbook line: Jacksonville minus two and a half, over/unders forty-two. It's in Pittsburgh. Uh, the line is too close for me to, you know, just say Pittsburgh is going to win it. But I think Pittsburgh is going to win this game. I don't understand how the Steelers can be so abysmal against the wide receiver position and keep winning ball games. I mean, they give up thirty-six and a half fantasy points to wide receivers. It's been unbelievable. Like they can't stop them so that puts like kirk ridley should both be played this week Mm -hmm. but yet you know this is a low over under and and i don't know how they do that magic but they just win ball games george pickens is on pace for 1400 receiving yards this year he looks physically impossible to stop in one-on-one situations and uh he'd do himself a favor not to get taunting penalties after every nice play he does (laughs)
0: It was it was really really nice to see him with eight targets this last week. There was a lot of fear in me for what's going to happen when Deontay Johnson comes back into the lineup. Deontay Johnson was back, played sixty six percent of the snaps, had six targets. So it does it does look like you know the the number one target is Pickens has retained that at least as of now.
1: Najee Harris and Jalen Warren both scored, I believe, last week.
2: Did Warren score? I'm I pretty know, sure Warren scored. I, scored. I
1: saw the Warren play.
2: I'll double check. Unless I am... A, a, uh, yep, Houston both did. It. Okay. Yeah, both both scored. Uh, I d- it was only eight opportunities, though, for Jalen Warren.
1: Which is the equal... It's equal in value <laughs> yeah. to 17 opportunities <laughs> just, for Najee just Harris. Just saying,
2: it was a... It, I think it was like a mostly positive game script there for the Steelers. Yes. And that was the lowest opportunities that Warren has seen all year.
1: Uh, d- what's your confidence level in Harris uh
2: still Jaguars still defense been good against runners it's it's still not
0: high yeah Jacksonville shuts down the run Jacksonville is susceptible to running backs in the passing game um which is the Warren exactly so I'm I'm very not confident in Najee Harris in this matchup if he's more the ground and pound guy against a very difficult line to ground and pound against you're what are you talking? Three point two a carry. How many opportunities yeah. is he going to need? And I think part of why you said you know you saw oh it's a real positive game script last week, and that was Jalen Warren's fewest touches, is because the 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 four minute drill type running back, the the keep the lead, slow the game down. That's Najee. So if you think that the Jacksonville Jaguars can keep up, can be in the lead, then Jalen Warren projects to be just as good an option as Najee this week, which to me is both
2: poor options.
1: Deontay Johnson was five for seventy nine last week. Back into top twenty four. Yeah, we're back. Pittman or Deontay?
2: Oh. Pittman. I'm gonna go Pittman. Okay. It's it not by a huge I'll vote take of
1: confidence. Deontay.
2: Let's take the targets.
1: Yeah, I will. But uh on the other side, just throwing it out there. Jacksonville, third highest in targeting the tight end position this year. Evan Ingram, seven-plus targets in six straight games. Good
2: old Schmevin, Nothing like consistent (laughs) Evan Ingram. Guys, I've been saying it forever. Yeah. If there's anything he is, it's consistent. Oh, man. It
1: reminds me of like – you know how – you know, like kids, they sow their wild oats and then they, you know, have to like settle down.
2: Yeah, eventually you grow up.
1: I feel like Evan Ingram like had that period of his life, like his wild teenage yeah. years. Yeah,
2: because he got he got the bag.
1: And now he's like, I've got my steady job and I work a nine to five
2: <laughs> and I come home to the wife and kids and watch TV. I'm yeah. gonna really put myself into this now. I mean it's he gets funny. his shoe shine. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Okay. a he's, he's Businessman.
1: Businessmen. Yeah, well, we said they're businessmen.
2: Uh I did one quick like Kirk absolutely calvin ridley the matchup is there yes i, you start you, I started, i'm not ready to give up on ridley i i'm there with you guys um uh, and just a note because he didn't practice again but if your team like as you're looking towards the future i think that zay jones is probably on a waiver wire and if i had a spot i would put zay jones on it
1: the 6-1 Philadelphia Eagles take on the Washington Commanders sitting at 3-4. and four. The DraftKings Sportsbook line is Philadelphia minus six and a half. The over-under is 43 and a half. Philadelphia beat them in overtime. Divisional game, week four, 34-31. It was a good one, mm-hmm. and it was a good game for Sam Howell in that one. Now they're at home, which, I mean, look, the way Washington – Washington's been turning everything on its head all year long. From Brian Robinson starting the year on fire to Dotson's disappearance, to Logan Thomas being suddenly relevant instead of Dotson, to Sam Howell having good games when he should have bad games and bad games when he should have good games. I don't want, I don't want to play Washington Commanders this week.
0: No, I, I don't blame you. Um, the trade with the Titans to get an All Star safety is an all you know. That's that's going to help this defense. That's going to hurt Sam Howell from what we saw. Uh, in week four. Uh, so the, the defensive line has looked great all year for the Eagles. This uh, I, I'm not with the Dolphins and with the Eagles. I'm not judging their uh, points given up in the secondary quite the same this week as what we've seen prior. Because I do think that, getting that, pieces back, getting pieces back will will change the equation.
1: So, I mean, Brian Robinson's a floor play
2: you're just crossing your fingers for a rushing touchdown because the Eagles defense is just that. I mean, it, the, it's the worst matchup for running back. Their
1: defensive line is so good.
2: Yeah. It's unstoppable.
1: It, and it just doesn't match up with, it's like what you said with Najee and the ground and pound. That's Brian Robinson's MO. So I don't expect success there.
0: Brian Robinson last time in week four against this team had 12 fantasy points, which you would be happy with, but he did fall into the end zone if you take those six points right. out, it was bad. And if you look at his other games, uh, the game before it, seven total points. The game after it, six total points. The game after it, 12, okay, and then eight, 8.3. So, I mean, he really hasn't and, – and the two the two games in that whole stretch where he has 12 points, both of those games, he six of those came from a touchdown. So, dude,
2: he had eight points against the Giants and he scored. That's that's some good work. Like, that's that's incredibly uh, yeah, inefficient.
0: I, I don't I don't want to play Brian Robinson this week. I'm I'm and yet
2: he is the running back ten on the season.
0: Yeah, well, he started the year with <laughs> yeah. some monstrous games, but I I think you know if you're talking about um, Darnell Anderson, aka Daryl Henderson, or Brian Robinson, <laughs> I'm I'm going Henderson. Gotcha.
1: Hurts, Swift, AJ Brown, and Goddard are locks. Devontae Smith has been struggling. I feel like Jason is. Single handedly trying to muster a good game from Devontae Smith. It's this is been the week. it's been rough.
0: This is the week. The uh the Washington Manders on the I season know. are giving up the most fantasy points to wide receivers. I thought it was the week
1: for him earlier.
0: Well, he got injured. <laughs> no, he got Remember the start of the week earlier? He wasn't. He was going to be, but then he... he Oh, you pivoted him? I pivoted on him because
1: of the injuries. So you didn't lose that power, the start of the week power. Correct. Not that that's what you're going to do in a minute.
2: No, I'm holding. He was 7 for 78 in week four against Washington.
1: Yeah. So this is the week, Jay.
2: This is the week.
1: You heard it here. Yeah. Make a note. Calling it. So a touchdown guarantee? I mean, you wouldn't be happy happy without a touchdown.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Touchdown guarantee. Man,
1: it wouldn't be the week if he didn't score.
0: You got fired up right there. Yeah. yeah. Well, I had to think about it and I, it just dawned on me. Whoa, he's getting a touchdown this week, for sure. I love it. All right. Let's uh, move on. Welcome to Starts of the Week, presented by Purina Pro Plan.
1: You know what? I think we should start at the wide receiver position. Oh, okay. And why don't you kick it off, Jay?
0: I'll kick it off. Devonta Smith. Devonta Smith uh, at Washington. It has obviously been rough four of his last five games. He's had fewer than seven fantasy points. I get the desire to say, should I pivot? Should I bench him? But this is the get right week. First off, we already know he gets a touchdown this week. That's a guarantee. But Washington's secondary, they are a print fest for opposing passing games. They're 29th in schedule adjusted fantasy points to wide receivers. They're 29th in yards per attempt. And his last three games against the Commanders – Mike, you brought up the seven for seventy-eight earlier this year. Yep. That was on nine targets. He had six uh, target, uh, six receptions at a touchdown last year in Week Ten, and in Week Three last year, eight for one sixty-six and a touchdown. Okay, so he has he has destroyed the Commanders. It's a great matchup for him. Um, he's my start of the week. My wide receiver
1: start of the week is rookie Zay Flowers taking on the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, the Ravens uh, are set up to slaughter. The Cardinals.
0: Yeah.
2: It's a
1: much more aggressive bird, the Raven. Oh,
2: in a bird fight? Uh, oh, in a bird fight. My yeah. money uh, is on the we Raven. We are.
1: Welcome to the bird <laughs> yeah. podcast yet yeah. again.
2: I mean, like, Ravens, per, I believe they protect, like, the London Tower. Hmm. So, I mean, these are mean birds. I
1: mean, you could have just made that up, and oh, I would have been yeah. like, yeah. Ravens sound, come sounds rapping like at the, the door? That tower needs uh, they do that too. protecting. Flowers has a 27% target share consistent floor every week part of the offensive design and um the cardinals are 27th against whiteouts
2: and i'm gonna go christian kirk against the pittsburgh steelers since the week one dud which was so bizarre because that matched everything that they said they were or that they were showing us that kirk is only the slot guy i'm sure that zay jones injury has factored in but kirk is the guy it has not been calvin ridley it's been christian kirk <clears throat> averaging nearly nine targets and nearly 80 yards per game since week one. Wide receiver 10 in that time span. Uh, and the Steelers dead last in schedule-adjusted fantasy points to the wide receiver.
0: Uh, Christian Kirk is a must start. And and speaking of the Zay Jones injury, he didn't participate in practice Wednesday. We brought that up, but they have a bye week next week. So I, I think it's heal up Zay Jones and I go would, bananas and Christian, Christian that's, Kirk.
2: That's why I'm saying, like, pick, pick Zay Jones up just in case.
0: Yeah, uh, at quarterback – I have Dak Prescott against the Los Angeles Rams. He is at home. Mike, you mentioned him as your second-half sleeper because of the schedule that is coming up for him. And the Cowboys have a 25.8 team-implied total as six-point home favorites. That comes by scoring touchdowns. Over the last month, the Rams are 28th in schedule-adjusted fantasy points to quarterbacks. Uh, Dak should have his healthiest offensive line. that he, you know, He's been struggling with that this year. They're coming off of the bye. The Rams ranked 29th in adjusted sack rate. This, this should be a get-right game for Dak coming off of a quarterback one performance.
1: I'm going to go with my the same player I put as my quarterback streamer of the week, C.J. Stroud against the right. Carolina Panthers. Uh, been so impressed with Stroud. Gets one of his weapons back. Let's not forget, like when we say, yes. oh, he slowed down yep. a little bit. Well, part of it was like Tank Dell's not there to help him, and he's back. Carolina's 27th in fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks. Uh, He has been picking people apart, and I think that you're going to have a
2: pretty fun game between Carolina and Houston. I'm going Jared Garf. Really? Jared Jared. Garf, Monday night action against the Las Vegas Raiders. Hey, announcing, sir. (laughs) We have 27 implied points for the Detroit Lions. Eight and a half point home favorite, at least the last time I had looked. Still no, still not expecting David Montgomery. That should be more passing, more passing touchdowns. And since the beginning of the 2022 season, Goff is averaging over 27 fantasy points per game when he is at home. And the Raiders allowing a Jason, very nice, 69% completion rate. Oh, very nice.
0: All right, I'm going at the running back position with Kareem Hunt. He is on the road in Seattle uh with Jerome Ford out Hunt is going to be a really solid week. Uh, he's he's a really really good player. He's a bit surprising like when you watch it, he's he's got the juice. I worried when he wasn't signing anywhere this offseason that maybe he just has lost a step and doesn't have it, but he looks well. Uh he's been a top 12 running back each of the last two weeks on just 31% of the snaps and he should see 15 plus touches in this game against Seattle. Running backs this year who see 15 plus touches average or 14.7 fantasy points per game.
1: You ever, you, you know, look at your team and the league of record and just say, sometimes it just doesn't go your way. I, <laughs> yeah. I um. My opponent this week is like that injury. The injury storylines all bend towards his roster. It's like Kareem Hunt's on the roster. I wouldn't have been afraid of Kareem Hunt. Now I'm afraid of Kareem Hunt. Dalton Kincaid's on his roster. I wouldn't have been afraid of Dalton Kincaid. Now I'm afraid of Dalton Kincaid. Yeah. Uh, gets Tank Dale back. Um, sometimes it just goes that way.
0: He's siphoned my luck. <laughs> He's siphoned yeah, he your did. health. Uh,
1: we're <laughs> at running back, right? Yeah. You just went Kareem Hunt. I went Gus Edwards beep, against beep. Arizona. It's time to hop on board. Do we have that? The Gus bus.
2: <laughs> well, apparently two oh, people had it. Oh, oh. oh that's... Give, me a, give me a clean one because that was terrible. Beep, beep. He's the
1: preferred running back over Justice Hill. When Baltimore gets inside the red zone, it's even juicier, and they will. He's seen a touch on 40% of his snaps. So when he's out there, they use him, the Cardinals. I mean, it's kind of funny. They are also 27th against running backs. All three of my starts, the opponent is 27th against that position. We see what uh, you target. I think it's going to be a very big week for Gus Edwards.
0: Yep, at the tight end. Excuse me. Oh, you've got one?
2: Yeah, I have a running back. I mean, we can bypass, <laughs> it. Yeah, I probably, probably should. It's, uh, I want to give some confidence to still starting Chuba Hubbard against the Houston Texans. I know that Miles Sanders is back, but Chuba over the over the season has been the better running back. Frank Reich came out, and he talked about, if we're going to look at a committee approach, you know, the quote, Chuba's been uh, doing pretty well. And again, it's more rotation and more play-by-play. This is not a coach saying, As soon as Miles Sanders is back with his big old contract and big bag of money, he's the starting running back. This is, appropriately, we're going to go with the hot hand, and I think that Chuba can still have it. It's the Texans, one of the worst run defenses in the NFL, 25th schedule adjusted points, and 31st in PFF's rush defense and tackling grades. I'm still still willing to play Chuba. Okie dokie.
0: At tight end position, Um, I'm going with Taysom Hill in that Colts game. I I like targeting Colts games. As of right now, as of this recording, Jawan Johnson is not practicing in full. And you can no longer – I mean, here's the craziest thing about Taysom Hill as a tight end start of the week. He's playing tight end. He's actually, for the first time in his 70-year career, is actually playing tight end. Last week he ran 42 routes. That was the second most at the tight end position in the NFL – he is also still a goal line running back. So if you get a tight end plus a goal line running back, last week five rushes, eighteen yards and a score. Over the last two weeks, thirteen targets, eleven receptions, ninety nine yards. And this game could go bonkers. Um, you know the the Colts are allowing twenty seven point three points per game, thirtieth in the NFL. So why didn't you bid more than three fab on him? I didn't have much fab, and I liked Ferguson quite a bit this week. This week, and so I thought I would take the cheaper option between two worthy starts of the week. All right, I'm going with nice. nice. Goo goo you.
1: I just want to highlight that this is the tight end five on the year. This is Mike's my guy that had a rough start. You know, yeah, it was not
2: wasn't looking
1: good. Seven for ninety-eight and one last week on eight targets. If you want to a- answer the question of what happened to Wandale? There, there's part of your he got answer.
0: Eaten by a walrus. <laughs> he got eaten.
1: Which look, I don't know how many humans walruses eat on a regular basis, but at just, least one, just a few, just one. <laughs> this is the one. oh, <laughs> yeah. this is oh, the wide receiver
2: my. one. So, Mike, close us up. Uh, I'm going with Jake Ferguson, the guy that Jason just talked about, Mr. Fergalicious. It's still the second best matchup for the tight end position. That includes a dud against the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's one of the higher over-unders of the week. He's still averaging five targets per game. And his home team, everything, I mean, six-point home favorites, 25-point team implied total. and uh, I think that Fergalicious is still in play as a tight end streamer.
1: Thanks again to our sponsor, Purina Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport provides a fine-tuned nutrition for strength and stamina, stamina that enables dogs and owners to take on life's adventures together. Pro Plan Sport high-performance fuel for active dogs. It all starts here.
0: Jason Moore's Ironclad, locked and loaded, 100% guaranteed. Boom, boom kicker of the week. Last week on the Boom, Boom Kicker, <laughs> I went full Mark McGuire, tricked by a poisoned baked potato skin. I rose up in great fury Pleaded my case before a grand jury Kickers should be exiled and done Foiled by his Rico Suave looks This judge was no Brooks Hoodwinked by the lion's Riley Patterson
2: Did I catch a Rico Suave reference in there? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I,
1: yeah, and to be clear, going full Mark McGuire uh, was just having
2: a red face. That's right. I mm. went full Bruce uh, Arians as well. Uh,
1: mm. Okay. Rico. <laughs> thank you. Go ahead. Finish it. Uh-huh. Suave. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I think that's well, the, the end. The 90s were weird. I think man. that's the end of our podcast. <laughs> uh, um, check out DFSpass.com if you want to play some DFS this weekend. Enjoy the ball game tonight. We'll be back with more matchups and the fantasy faceoff. Off. AKA Mike's Shame coming yes. tomorrow.
0: Did you see uh, we 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 just we, we should have been alerted way earlier in the season but speaking of the DFS pass that the week 1 millimaker winner? Yes. Uh they they reached out right after their win. They were a DFS pass user. They're like, "Oh, I just got the DFS pass this week. I won the millimaker." And uh, and
1: and they were, to be clear, winning the millimaker he won a million dollars. Yeah. Crazy. which is not all. i mean look there's lots A lot of, of times ties you, yeah. you
0: you split it but uh congratulations yeah, yeah to but- us <laughs> oh, no you, you you crushed it good job but amazing yeah, job yeah so check out the dfs pass but that's just at cool Dfspass.com.
1: all right that'll do it for today's episode of the podcast we'll catch you tomorrow all you mallards out
2: there see you later goodbye